Hey everyone, this is Hallie. And this is Adrian. And together we are the, the Bottle, Bottle Blondes. Blondes. This is the Unstuffy Wine Podcast for funny people. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts, such as Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Podbean, and more. Please download an episode and leave us a review. And you can also follow us on social media at our Instagram, at Bottle Blondes Wine. We'll have pictures of the wine we drink for the podcast and our other adventures in wine. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye. Bye. Yeah, man, the OC, I remember, like, watching reruns. God, I mean, like, at least four times. Right? I got it all on VHS before we got a DVD player, and then Mom got rid of our VHS player, so I've never been able to actually watch them on VHS. That was such, like, a power move. That was a power move. She was, like, trying to get us out of the house, and we were like, no, Mom, we're going to stay here forever, because we love you, Mom. (sighs) Seriously, I love mom. I love mom so much. But seriously, mom, if you're listening, don't get rid of our DVDs. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, uh, hey, what's up, everybody? Oh, hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine, in case you haven't uh, realized, uh, Adrian and Allie are not here today. No, they got another uh, case, though, of the double B's. <laughs> they sure do uh you know we are also blonde we're blonde blonde. well tips yeah blonde tips blonde tips after our uh lord and savior uh but yeah my name is uh is travis calhoun yeah and i'm benny calhoun and we we are are the the barolo Barolo boys with the z yeah, don't like we don't want to get confused no. with the actual Barolo boys, which were like you know revolutionary winemakers in Barolo in the eighties. Yeah, that's you know, right. You know they like really modernized a lot of practices and creating you know really legendary Nebbiolo wines in the Piedmont region. We're not those guys. We but we do own a dope ass food truck. Yeah, we do. It's called Holy Ravioli. Holy Ravioli. It's an Italian American fusion. Uh, food card. Yeah. And uh, we've had it for like, what, five years yeah, now? Yeah, like five years. We like do special events, bat mitzvahs, dentist openings, uh, car shows, things like that. You know, we specialize in our super special deep fried ravioli uh, skewers. They're so good. We can They're do so them. Good. We can do them vegetarian with cream cheese. Yeah. We can do them with meat, with hot dog meat. Hot dog meat. Um, Sausage meat. Other kinds of things in tubes. Yeah, we are, we're trying to expand the menu a little bit. Yeah. But uh, we'll pitch some ideas to each other later. Yeah, 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 that's true. You've got a lot of good ideas. I want to put them into practice. You know, sometimes we're like driving down like the 101 and you're like, I got a new idea. And I'm like, fuck. I'm the one driving. I can't write it down. I know. And, like, I can't figure out the phone app with the writing. With no. Like, with, like, speaking of, like, Google, like. I Every time, it's like it doesn't hear me. It's like it thinks I don't exist. I don't know. Anyways, we'll get back to those ideas later. Because uh, today. Today. We're talking about a place that's very special to our hearts. That's right. Uh, we are talking about uh, Piedmont. 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 And uh, specifically the grape. Nebbiolo, the Nebs. The Nebs. Yeah, I fucking love the Nebs, man. Dude, the Nebs is so complex. So complex. So, like, historical. Uh, It's it's a very um, 
difficult, like fussy grape. Yeah, um, it's like considered Italy's most noble grape. Uh, yeah. It means it's uh, like nebbia. It means fog in Italian. Yeah, that's, that's so mysterious and cool. Yeah, and it's like. You know, there's it's in the fog that covers the land, like during harvest, it's early budding, it's very late ripening. Um, and it's just, yeah, like I said, super difficult to cultivate, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like it's real site specific. Um, you know, a lot of people think that like, ah, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, Burgundy. Burgundy is yeah, the other thing I was Burgundy. thinking of. Burgundy and Pinot Noir, like how hard it is to grow there. It's kind of similar, but like older. Oh, yeah. It's like wicked older. Like, like wicked old. So, you have to, one other thing you have to understand about me and my best friend, my brother Benny here, yeah, is yeah. that we did grow up in the Bronx, but we live we in did. California now. So, sometimes. Sometimes it just comes out. <laughs> sometimes. But sometimes we're like, yeah, brah. We're trying to like blend in to yeah. California, but well, just like our fucking Lord and Savior, Guy Fieri. Oh God, yeah. I don't, I don't think you guys. We can't really like underestimate no. how much we love Guy Fieri. We're so enamored. He's just, you know, his from his humble roots as the winner right. of Food Network's Next Star to, you know. Guy's Grocery Game. game. Yeah. We've been with him every step of the way. Every Diners, Drive-In, and Dives episode. Triple D, I, I'm i getting a Triple D tattoo next week. What? You yeah. made the appointment? I made the appointment, and you're going to be there with me. I'm going to hold your hand. You're going to hold my hand, and we're going to like have the best time ever. You know, I really wish Triple D was available on DVD. but I do too. It's, it's just I can't not. find it in store anywhere oh boy oh boy but back to back to piedmont back to piedmont uh so uh, yeah piedmont's got a you know italy in general has a pretty tumultuous history but um right. you know nebbiolo has had uh not nebbiolo sorry piedmont piedmont so it's the second largest region after you, you call it sicily but the italians call it Sicilia. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's got the <laughs> largest number of DOCs and DOCGs. That's uh, another D. You get like, there's just so many Ds in the world, you guys. You could do diners, divins, drives, DOCs, DOCs and DOCGs. DOCGs. Oh my God, oh we got to pitch that letter. I mean, we think God, we send Guy a lot of letters. We send him a lot of letters. We send him a lot of recommendations. The ones that we actually write down, we think he would be really into if he, you know, is listening and wants to invest. Yeah, or, you know, just write back any of our letters. Any of them. At all. Or text. Text is fine. Yeah, text is also fine. We'll give you our number later, Mr. Fieri, if you're listening. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the 17 DOCGs, uh, 42 DOCs, that's, these are figures as of uh, 2017. Um, you know, there's no wine really bottled under the IGT status uh, unless I a producer that. is trying to circumvent the rules of the area in order to just make any kind of wine they want. Oh, that's yeah, kind pretty, of break out and like do his own style. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rare. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it happens. So, um... Yeah, it's got, um, it, it was the first region to kind of really highlight single uh, vineyard wine uh, in Italy, and it's uh, super surrounded by mountains. Yeah, mountains. I mean, Piedmont, 
in case you don't know the background of the words. The Latinus Originus. The Latinus Originus, it means foot of the mountains. Yeah, there's no, um, it's just like mountain and then boom. And then boom. Piedmont. Piedmont, Neviolo. Yeah. Yeah, you're there. It's like at the foot of, you know, the mountains, like where you go shred the gnar during the day, you come down and then you drink some fucking nebs. Oh God, the nebs. The nebs. The nebs. Um, yeah, it's got, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of like three areas. So it's got like, you know, three concentric zones. It's got like the mountains and then it's got the hills. And in the very middle, like a bullseye, we have the plains. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of wine is grown on the plains. It's mostly for rice which is um, also delicious also delicious grapefruit risotto rice balls rice balls um you make a good rice ball thank you thank you yeah rice ball skewers we're coming out with them next week limited edition limited edition it's all supplies run out come to our food truck holy ravioli uh you know some of the other geographic features in the area are (laughs) lake majore which is uh, shared with Lombardia, and then it's got uh, some some rivers. You got some yeah, I got rivers. Some, written some down? rivers. Yeah, I got well, I got one of them, the main, the big one that is the Tanara River. Oh yeah, the, the Tanara. Tanara River is a big deal because it, you know, it moderates. You guys, I don't know if you know how important rivers are to growing wine. It's like hella important for the for the moderation of temperature, the generation of fog, for some grapes that you know need that because they're sweet sometimes. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. Or warming, you know, it reflects the sunlight back onto the grapes, like when you get a good tan at, you know, the beach. Yeah. So yeah, the Toronto, I didn't, I, or Tanaro, sorry. I didn't write down any of the other ones, but I do have a map in front of me. Yeah, some of the, uh, the big main one in Italy overall, the longest is the Po River. Oh, the Po. So that's uh, there. And then a couple other important ones, just in Piedmont in general, um, are the Ticino, the Sessia, the Dora Baltia, and then, yeah, the Tenero. And then the Tenero. So, um, before we dive in, yeah. uh, maybe some uh, little history? Yeah, let's do some history. Yeah. It's got a long history, at least specifically the Piedmont. In Italy has some just crazy history in general. Yeah, people don't realize. People that don't realize. Italy wasn't really Italy until like 1860s. Yeah. 1860s. And then we all know what happened like shortly after that. It was tumultuous. But wars. The wars? Lots of wars. Lots of wars. Anyways, so Two. yeah. Tribes were inhabiting this area like way, way long ago. The Taurini and the Selassie tribes. And then the Celts took over in 400 BC. And then. They occupied the land for like quite a long time. You know, they were like, we're here, we're Celtic, we own this place. And then Rome was like... And then Rome was like, nope. Think again, bitch. Think again. We own this place. We own this place. <laughs> you know, you think of Romans, you think of Italy, but uh, but yeah, they just kind of came in and took it. Yeah, and these tribes, they, they were already cultivating the vines That's before right. Rome came in. And when Rome came in, they brought, you know, knowledge and... They expanded on what the tribes had already uh, basically been doing. Yeah, they were like, we can write stuff down. Can you do that? I don't know. You got an alphabet? You got an alphabet? (laughs) (laughs) And then when Rome finally fell, a while later. Yeah. 
it was, it was, I don't actually know. I didn't look up who Charlemagne was, but I'm assuming he was very important. Well, first the barbarians invaded. Oh, the barbarians. Yes, the barbarian invasions that happened when Rome fell. But it sounded like Piedmont was like not as susceptible to that as other areas of Italy. That is, that is correct because of its kind of like strategic location. Um, Those foothills, man. Uh, to, uh, to other places, uh, which is when, yeah, like you said, the Lombards, uh, Char- the Franks, Charlemagne, uh, it became part of the Holy Roman Empire, and Catholicism, then... man. Great for grapes. Great for grapes. <laughs> Terrible for, you know... Anybody else. <laughs> I mean, we should be careful. It is Easter. It is... <gasps> yes. Yes, it yeah, is. I got an Easter present for you. You did? I did. That's till the end of the okay, podcast. Okay, okay, I've got to wait. Oh my God, Travis, you're the best. You're the best brother ever, Travis. Well, well I'll, you know, you're my little Benny bro. You're my little Ben Ben. You know, let me tell I, You know what? We're not embarrassed by it. I'm just going to come out and say it. Me and Benny, like we may have mentioned, we still live with Ma. Yeah. Uh, it's to help, you know, help us finance the food truck. That's right. Uh, we got bunk. We got some pretty sweet bunk beds down there. hella dope bunk beds. Like, uh, we put some of that, like, uh... You know that stuff that they put on the bed of the truck? What's it called? Like the metal... Uh, anyway, we decked out our bunk with that. Yeah, we did. It's like the bomb.com. It's like the friggity friggity bomb. I, yeah. Uh, so don't be jealous of our cool bunk beds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Calhoun brothers, we live in the basement, and we have a great time, and we watch Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives together, like every night. Every, every night. night. Uh, we just finished an episode where... He was in a town called Portland. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. It looks delicious. So so good. So delicious. He went to a place called Matt's Barbecue that's a food truck, and I was like, we got to start introducing more barbecue to our food truck. You're right. We are American Fusion Italian. That's right. It's possible. It's possible. It's always possible. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back to history. Back to history. Uh, Catholic monks, uh, just the Middle Ages were like, you know, a dark time. Dark, dark. But, but uh, yeah, the monks. Uh, I think uh, Hallie and Adrian is always talking about the monks. Yeah, now. there's always a good monk. There's always a good monk. Uh, and the reputation kind of grew around the areas of Asti and Monferrato. And, you know, with yeah. recognition came regulation from political entities. And yep. That's what the first kind of time we see Nebbiolo, the Nebs. The Nebs pop up, yeah, like official documents or like Nebbiolo official stamp i don't know if they like notarized stuff back then or what i bet the house of savoy had a dope notary stamp i bet they did or maybe like wax seal whoa oh yeah a little wax seal action totally totally we should get wax for all of our takeout bags oh my god you're so fucking smart oh my god thanks travis thanks you're welcome uh anyways anyway so, first mention of the dock uh, of Piedmont on some of, the, some of those documents. And then, um, you know, Piedmont started acquiring other areas of Italy, like Sardinia. And that brought more prosperity. And then, you know, eventually there was, like, a, some viticulture schools opened there. Yeah. And um, then there was the Italian Industrial Revolution. And then, of Hella course, Phylloxera. Phylloxera, Oidium. And downy mildew. Oidium is the other mildew. Powdery mildew. It sounds like a drug you take for your back. It... <laughs> oh, oidium. Oidium. It's like related to opium <laughs> or something. And, you know, they had a real tough time with this. They did, like, all their crops were hit. It really sucked. 
like a lot. And you know, they really didn't recover until after all of the wars. There was the one and the two. After the one and the two, but then even after the war, even after the it, it one and like the two, big economic boom was happening in the city. So That's people right. were like, "Fuck these vines!" I'm gonna go in the city. And then so all these, so all the vines were abandoned yeah. until like the 70s. Till the 70s, then there was like a resurgence and people doing estate-grown wine. More of an interest in that. People came back to the vineyards and things prospered again. Yeah, prosper. And. Uh, yeah, some of that prosperity was due to some people, which we'll kind of get into more detail with yeah. when we cover the various areas. Hell so, yeah. Even though we are self-proclaimed Barolo boys, yep. we're going to be covering more than just Barolo today. Barolo. I mean, like, Barolo, probably the most famous, but there's so many other famous places. So many. And you know what? They're all growing the nebs. They all grow in the nebs. That's the thing they got in common. You know what, we're applying for our liquor license and like we're having kind of a tough time with it, but we just really want to serve some dope ass nebs from our food truck. Yeah, we want to do a lot of Italian wine pairing with mm-hmm. some of our other signature dishes. Uh, we do a squid ink ravioli, uh, sorry, a squid ink aioli. We call it uh, tar sauce. <laughs> it's so good, you guys. But it's so good, I mean, Guy Fieri has donkey sauce, we, we got tar, tar sauce. sauce. And that's because tar is a flavor note. Sometimes you can get in the nubs. That's absolutely right. Go down to the La Brea Tar Pits. We serve Nebbiolo and a tar sauce. <laughs> you got a tar trifecta. start out with some of those awesome areas that are not Barolo. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start uh, in, uh, you know, northern Piedmont. So Piedmont's kind of broken down by four regions. We're going to be talking about two of them today. That's right. We're going to be talking about the northern Piedmont region. Um, and then we're also going to be talking about uh, the Alba region, which uh, covers the Longue Hills mm-hmm. and Barolo and Barbaresco. Uh, but first we're going to start north. And uh, we are going to be talking about an area called the Novara and the Vercelli Hills, which are a sub-region of northern Piedmont. Uh, so the, these two hills are separated by the Sesia River. And in this area, there's seven appellations that focus on the Nebs. Nice. And uh, it's kind of split by the river. So on the Vercelli side, which is the West Bank, think of it like Los Angeles, West Coast, yeah. we have the Gadanara, the Bramatera, and the Lasona. And then the catch-all DOC for all of those is the Costa della Sesia. West Coast is best coast. West Coast, best coast. But, you know, we're also East Coast bros at heart. Oh, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> Never forget your roots. Got fury. So, <laughs> and on the east... On the east bank of the river, think of it as the, you know, Brooklyn, Bronx. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. your homeland. Yeah, those are the Navarra Hills. Mm-hmm. And in that, we've got the, the Geme DOCG, the Boca DOC, the Cezano DOC, and the Fara. And the catch-all for all of those is the Coli Navarrezi. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Very nice pronunciation on all of those terms. Oh, thank you. I did, uh, did some extra homework. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, so as far as like difference, the climate here is going to be a lot uh, cooler, a milder climate than down south. 
Um, it's got a closer proximity to the lake to help moderate the temperatures. We just talked earlier about how water, bodies of water are so instrumental in viticulture. So important. So important. The hills benefit from cool air from the Alps. And the nebs from here is going to be more acidic. It's going to be a little thinner. It's going to be a little lighter. It's going to be hella tight nebs. It's, it's tight nebs up there. <laughs> so this... Uh, one fun fact kind of about this area is that it was more prestigious in the 19th century than Barolo and Barbaresco. No like, this way. This area was famous first, right? No way. The north, just the whole northern the region? The whole northern area up wow. there, yeah. yeah especially, particularly Gadanara and the Geme. Got it. Uh, Got it. And those vineyards, again, were abandoned during the economic boom and then were kind of brought back uh, to life in the exactly. 70s. So um, we're going to talk about... Uh, two DOCGs, oh no, three DOCs, no, two DOCGs, and then two DOCs, and we got a wine, two wines. Cool. All right. So first, we are going to talk about the Gadanara DOCG. Gadanara. So, um, you know, this was a place that, where the vines were cultivated before the Romans by the native tribes that we Hell talked yeah. about earlier. Uh, and as I mentioned, it was more, Gadanara was considered to be more prestigious wine than Piedmont. Uh, it's a lot smaller. It's got 250, air, 250 acres under vine, uh, and by law, which is the disciplinaire, which is like the document that tells the regions what they can and can't do uh, to meet a DOC's, um, you know, requirements. Mm -hmm. So the vines uh, must be planted on slopes. The soil here is volcanic. Uh, and the particular uh, wine from Gadanaro has to have a 90% minimum nibs with uh, a little bit of blending partners, uh, Uvarera and Vespolina. Oh, yes. I've never heard of either of those. Yeah, they're uh, they're minor grapes minor in the grapes? area. They Are they native? Uh, <laughs> Vespolina, I believe, is native to the area. Uvarera, I believe, is also native cool. uh, to the cool. area cool. or to Italy in general. Um, but a lot of them are 100%. And um, it's easier... To, the grapes here are a little bit easier to grow because uh, of, of the sun exposure here. Okay. Uh, okay. Minimum 35 months aging with 24 in oak. Oak. All right. So typically what we see in the stores is actually going to be Gadanara. Gotcha. That's mostly what I've been able to find, but what? I did come across a Geme. Hey! Yay! Hey, hey, give me the gimme! Gimme gimme! Oh my gimme, god! Gimme gimme! Not to be confused with gamme, the grape. True. True. Because I was pronouncing this gem. Gem. And then I was like, no, it's Italian. You gotta pronounce oh, you the. You gotta do the gimme. Well, thank you. So this, out of all the wines that I actually have today, this one is the oldest. It's a two thousand. 13. Oh, it might win. Oldest, oldest <laughs> of the bunch today. I uh, know. The, the producer is Monseco. It was a 2013, which was a good vintage. Uh, and this particular one uh, area winery is located in uh, Cisano, so in the Novara Hills. And um, this one is definitely, since because it's, because it's older, Nebbiolo can look a little orange towards the rim sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, uh, I mean, it's kind of fun because it's like, I feel like when you learn about wine, 
you're like, I don't know what's Garnet. Everything's Ruby. Everything's fucking Ruby. Yeah. And then you look at Nebbiola and you're like, oh shit, that's Garnet. Yeah. It's yeah. a little Garnet. Yeah, it's Garnet because it's got that... Uh, that orangey, bricky color. That orangey, bricky color around the rim. Uh, this one is, um, you know, the notes that I got on this one were hay, plum skin, unripe blackberry, uh, orange pit, tobacco. This one actually... Uh, is this one this isn't a pretty old winery or this uh monseco it was started in gadanara in 1872 so they are a winery that's sourced from gadanara gem and some of the other areas i'm definitely getting some of that like maybe not a strong note of ta but mm. like some of that kind of like asphalty kind of you know minerality mm-hmm. yeah this one actually is not 100%. Uh, it is 90% Nebbiolo, and it's got 5% each of Vespolina and Uvarera. And it spent two years in Bodhi. And this is where I'm going to talk about something that's going to come up a lot as we continue the podcast, is the difference between Bodhi and Barik. Oh my god, you having a reaction over there. Oh my god. It's a lot, yeah. There's a lot in that wine, and it's awesome, but it's not what you expect. There's not a lot of fruit going on. <laughs> yeah, it's a real, it's a real ton. It's like all of the saliva got sucked out of my mouth. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like I dipped my tongue in tar sauce. This one could have used some more time in the bottle. It's good though. I like it. Um, so that's so. Yeah, Bodhi uh, are gigantic, big ass uh, barrels that are, tend to be neutral and don't impart a lot of flavor, and the wine doesn't have a lot of contact. Do you know uh, what kind of oak? Uh, you know, I think it's typically been chestnut. Mm, um, a nice nut. A nice nut. And then there's also Bodhi, which are smaller barrels, which oh. tend to be like French oak, newer French oak barrels. Got it. So uh, we'll go into more uh, about the controversy between using Bodhi versus Barrique when we get into Barolo and Barbaresco. But wines that have been in Bodhi are going to be a little bit more thin, tight, austere. Yeah. Because they are, you know, it's just the grape doing its thing. It's not having a lot of influence from... From, like, the, air and from, yeah, from the, the oak notes that get potted. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, the depotted. <laughs> like de- Sorry, my Brooklyn accent's so strong today. I feel it, like, you know, it's just coming out and I can't stop it. We just got to embrace I it at this point. We just got to embrace it at this point. You know, I was talking about, I realized in my notes here, I was talking about the Gadanar, and then I went straight into tasting a Gamay wine without actually talking about the Gamay. So I'll just spew off some quick facts about this actual region. So the Gamay is opposite the river of Gadanara, the Sessia. Uh, it was historically overshadowed by Gadanara. It's got less acreage. It's only got 125 acres. Um, and the minimum typically in a Gamay is 85% nebs with up to 15% of those two blending grapes that I talked about. Aging is a little bit uh, less here. Anyway, yeah, and this got DOCG status in 1997. Yadanara got DOCG status in 1990. So when you're talking about Northern Piedmont, these are like the two the two main pepperonis up there. The pepperonis are the Gadanara and the Gamay. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I'll get uh, quickly into my other two things here. <clears throat> we are going to... Talk about that cash-all region next, right? Mm-hmm. The Coli, Colleen Navarrezi DOC, which encompasses the Gamay, the Boca, the Cesano, and the Fara. It's nestled between the Po and the Ticino rivers. 
Um, it mostly does a lot of red blends, uh, mostly based on uh, Nebbiolo. Uh, it's kind of, it's over here on the oh, map. There it is. But yeah, it's kind of a big area because, like I said, it, it's just uh, more vines, more land. Less strict. It also grows Barbera, Croatina uh, as well. Less strict production standards, which means, you know, they could probably have higher yields than mm -hmm. the DOC, the DOCGs. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's just get into this next wine. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Moving along, huh? Yeah, yeah. This is a Manzoni. This is the probably, might be the youngest wine we'll probably have today. This is a 2018. And, uh, as you can see. That's cool. It's yeah. hella cool. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very, uh. Oops, sorry. I'm just moving this glass around on you. Make cool. him play musical glass. Musical glass. Remember when we played, uh. Musical chairs with Uncle Charlie. Oh my God. Oh my God, he fell on his ass and he broke his coccyx. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Charlie. But Sorry, it was, Uncle Charlie. It was hilarious. It was fucking funny. It was fucking funny shit. Um, so this wine is not as tannic as the Gemme. Uh, this one on the nose had rhubarb, unripe strawberry, clay pot, little white raspberry, bitter almond stemmy. This is very um, stemmy to me. Yeah, yeah, like that coppery, so, stemmy flavor. So despite this area being having you know being well known for more blends, this is actually a hundred percent Nebbiolo. Okay. Is, okay. Yeah, by this producer Tiziano, ooh, Tiziano Manzoni. Uh, he farms just four point five uh, hectares, and he founded his winery in nineteen ninety nine. So uh, the soil here is volcanic with gravel, clay. Um, the grapes are actually from the Gamay. But because it's a catch-all and he could release this wine sooner, he had to do it under the Colleen, uh, Colleen Navaresi DOC oh. because he didn't want to follow the disciplinaire for the Gamay DOC. Like you were talking about, like kind of like going against the grain. Yeah. people doing their own thing like Italian-American fusion, holy cannoli, ravioli. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Cannoli ravioli. We could, I don't know, we've, we've, the name has been pretty established. We That's could right. change it to Holy Cannoli Ravioli. We could, or we could just offer a cannoli flavored ravioli for dessert. Oh my God, dessert oh my cannoli. God. Dessert ravioli. Dessert cannoli ravioli. <laughs> my mind is about to explode Exploding. over here. Exploding. Oh my God. Oh my God, like this flavor in this glass. You know what, this was real gross last night. I'm not gonna lie. But it's, it's nice now. It's really opened up, mm -hmm. it's very nice. It's. I think a little bit more drinkable than the Gemme. Way more honest. drinkable. Tannins not as pronounced here. They're very nice. Almost kind of subtle. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a, like that wine needed to open up more, or it needed some more age. This wine, you know, it could probably also stand some aging, but it's fine right now. Pretty drinkable. Uh, with just some, you know, some some stuff from our food cart. Uh, maybe go uh -huh. good with a deep fried spaghetti roll. Oh. Bring in them out next week. They are bomb.com. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. My, our mother. Our mother. Our beautiful mother said that the deep fried spaghetti rolls are going to be probably our biggest hit. Probably. It's her favorite. That's why we made them. It's because, you know, we just want to please our mom. I don't know. She was a pretty, pretty big fan of your, uh, you made a fettuccine Alfredo, but instead of Alfredo sauce, use nacho cheese. It was thick, but it was good. It was thick, but it was good. Just like my love for Guy Fieri. Fucking, Fuck you know, yeah. I wish Flavor Town really existed. I, because we would live in it 24-7. We'd, we'd pack up our truck, we'd drive it over, 
and we'd be like, here we are in Flavortown. It's this is where we live now. And we'd register at the post office. <laughs> uh, maybe we would have tried to get on the town um, board commissioner. Yeah, the... We could be like the I'd be like the treasurer. You know, <gasps> since I handle the finances yeah. for the future, I'd be like the treasurer of Flavortown. I'd be like the secretary of Flavortown because you know usually I'm the one taking some notes, uh, making our menus. You, yeah, you def you're definitely the organized one. I mean, I'm organized with money. You organize everything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't organize all of it. This is a brotherly partnership. Brotherly love. Brotherly love. Brotherly love. All right, what do we got on our last one over here? Uh, well, we're going to do uh, our last little uh, DOC here. This will be real quick. This is another very uh, popular, well-known northern uh, DOC. Uh, it's in the Canavese. Oh. Uh, wine district. So this is right at the foothills of the Alps. It borders uh, Val d'Osta, which is um, the, oh, colder, okay. the colder and smallest of the Italian oh, yeah. uh, areas. So the climate is more closely related to Val d'Osta than it is the rest of Piedmont. And here the wine is called Vino de Montagna, like Tony Montagna. It oh, means yeah. mountain wine. So the vineyards are on like super steep terraces carved out of rocky slopes. It has stone retaining walls. It's very labor intensive viticulture here. And um, you know, those stone terraces, they absorb the heat during the daytime, which radiate back onto the vines at night. So here it's 85% minimum Nebbiolo, aged for two years, minimum one year in oak. It's wicked expensive. It's wicked. like over $60. I did not get Damn. a bottle of That's it. That's okay. Um, but wine from here is very, uh, it's very nuanced, it's lightly floral, very minerally, and um, obviously warmer vintages produce better wine. So if you see if you see a Karema DOC, get it. Get it, if you can afford it. And that's pretty much uh, northern oh. Piedmont in a nutshell. That was a nice little tour. Thanks. Nice little tour of northern Piedmont. Thanks. Thanks, Travis. You're welcome, Benny. All right. All right, well, let's move on down to, uh, I mean, the southern part sounds kind of silly because it's not really the southern part. It's so northern, northwestern in Italy. But uh, we're going to move to the southern, southwestern part of the Piedmont. Yeah, we are going to the Longa Hills, the which Longa means Hills. Tongue. tongue. So it's like, you know, the way I thought of it, it's like the tongue of the foot. Because, you know, it's the foothills of the mountains. So it's like the tongue of the foothills. Tongue foot. I don't know, man. I just took an edible last night and I <laughs> came up with this. I thought it was mind blowing. Clearly, I think <laughs> no, maybe I'm, not as mind blowing as I thought it was. I'm, I'm trying to visualize. You know, you got great ideas, you know. Well, but thanks. Thanks. And, and I'm trying to make sense of that one, you know. Uh, it's kind of like what, what was that idea you had? It was. Um, it was like an Italian pizza, and then I told you, you know, pizzas are Italian inherently. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like wow. Yeah. Wow. We just come off a, a pretty big bender. A big of, bender. Uh, guys, guys, grocery games. That's so. right. Yeah. You know, we were. Uh, what's it called uh, when you watch a bunch in a row? Oh, uh, we, we were we were fieried out. We were fieried, which is rare. Hella fieried, yeah, very rare. Cause you could you can always get your fill of fieri. <laughs> what you got drawn over there, man? Oh, jeez, don't yeah, these are. These... Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, I mean. 
these are just some notes I took from what I was doing, uh, a little oh. mini program. Those are Italian nice. Wine. Those are nice. Yeah, I made a little a little dumb map. Very yeah. cute. I very cute. I would cute. just uh, reference these rather than reinvent the wheel in my that, notes. That's a nice idea. That's a very nice idea. Thanks. All right. Well, let's yeah, let's go into the lang. I keep I don't know why I keep pausing. Lange, right? Yeah. Yeah, lange. Like you said, it means tongue. Delicious. Delicious things grow here. Slurp it up. <laughs> like a slurpee. It's like, like a slurpee. It's land of slurpees. Land of slurpees. Um, so yeah, it's it's basically kind of like a hilly valley in uh, It kind of runs it, it's it's pretty long But uh, it runs in like the southwestern part of the Piedmont and it's super hilly, you know foggy uh, Fog rests on these hills a bunch hail is a huge problem in the late summer like you know I looked up the hail there and it's like the size of Totino's pizza rolls like it's huge like and they use a thing called hail cannons Oh, but I didn't look up what the F those do. Hail cannon. I think if they look like big, uh, like upside down loudspeakers. Well, if somebody knows what a hail cannon is, hit us up, man. I'm like, it sounds hella cool. But yeah, that's, yeah, the hail's bad. And yeah, like we said, nebbia means fog. So like tying it all back. Um, but the, the good thing is that, you know, even though there is a lot of inclement weather here, that rain shadow from, uh, you know, the, the hills and the mountains really limits the, the moisture in the area. There's not a huge amount of rainfall. And the avid vineyard holdings here are pretty small, like only one, two hectares. And so there's a lot of family growers. There's a high concentration of wineries that own very small little plots of land. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, like we were saying, kind of comparable to Burgundy. Very site-specific, very small vineyards. Yeah, it has some of that, like you just said, some of the highest concentrations mm -hmm. of the of the vineyards and the wineries. Mm -hmm. um, and this place, in the, in the Lange, the climate is moderated by, yeah, the Tanaro. The Tanaro. mentioned earlier. Yeah, the Tanaro River. Um, and it's also divided in, kind of into two areas. There's the Alta Lange, which is the higher Lange, and then the Basa Lange, which is the lower Lange. La Lange, <laughs> my goodness. Um, and yeah, like you said. Uh, and then Alba is kind of like the main city. It's a delicious food city. You've got truffles there. You've got hazelnuts there. you got all kinds of delicious shit. It's kind of smack in the middle. Kind of right there. Kind of like, hey, 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 come, come to the Lange. Uh, I want to go there. I want to go. I mean, I love a truffle. I love a truffle pig. I love a truffle pig. Uh, I love feeding little truffle pigs little hazelnuts. So that they get their bellies full and then they go look for more truffles. Exactly. It's like the cycle of life. Hazelnut Beautiful. truffles, hazelnut truffles, pigs. Pigs. Speaking of pigs. Speaking of pigs. Uh, another good idea for the menu. Oh. Yep. Hit me. This? Hit me. A string cheese lattice pork chop. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so you like weave it together and then you deep fry that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank that, you. You know what? That'd be a that'd be a beautiful thing to behold. You could do that for like a dinner special. Oh yeah, dinner special. Dinner special. Cover it in tar sauce. Oh, oh yeah. Bomb.com. Yeah. Bomb.com. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the soils of the Lange. Um, something interesting about the soils here is that they're they can be referred to as terre blanche, which is French, in case you didn't notice. 
Yeah. Uh, it's like compact uh, marls. Marls like a, a clay limestone kind of combo. Plus, you know, you got some sandstone. There's usually a lot of high composites of, um, you know, dead sea creatures, oysters, little squid babies. Yeah, this was back when the area was, uh, you know, covered, covered in water. Before, before shit hit the fan, and some earthquakes happened, <laughs> and some plates got up on top of each other, <laughs> riding around. <laughs> Geo- geology is crazy. It's cool. It's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, the soils can kind of be broken down further into two different uh, areas uh, based right. off of these kind of geologic events that happen. Right. There's the Tortonian Age soil. Yep. And then there's the Cerevalian Sever- oh, Age yeah. soil. Uh, and the big difference between those two are... Is Tortonian is more fertile and compact. Think of it like a tortellini. It's got stuff inside. Yeah, it's super compact. Tortellini is a tight, tight little pasta rolls. <laughs> little pasta. And then a Cerevalian, uh, less fertile, a little less bit fertile. more uh, sandstony. So that's right, silty. Yeah. So that's the main difference there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, some facts about the DOC because it is a you know the Lange is a DOC. Um, it allows up for 15% of other indigenous varietals on top if you're making Nebbiolo. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that grows in the Lange. But speaking about the Nebs, allows 15% other indigenous varietals. So um, ones you're going to get down there are going to be a little more common. You'll probably see them a lot, like Barbera, mm-hmm. Dolcetto. Yeah. So, you know, you might find a DOC from the Lange. It might have some of those grapes inside. Yeah. Yeah. The Lange is basically kind of like we talked about it being uh, the Colleen Navaresi being a catch-all for those other areas in the Geme. It's kind of like that. Yeah, the Lange, Lange DOC is like a catch-all for all these, you know, kind of areas if a winemaker, mm-hmm. you know, is outside of Barolo, but... Mm-hmm. You know, it's and it's cheaper. It's it's good wine, but it's, it's like cheaper wine. than a Barbera. Yeah. I mean, by excuse me, cheaper than a Barolo or Barbaresco. So so this one that I'm going to show you today, oh. it, you know, it was sourced from you know lots of different vineyards in the Lange region. So you know, it's a bigger region. You get more choice of fruit. It's a good entry level uh, neb. You know, if you are like, I want to know what nebs taste like. Yeah. I want to give my mouth around it, but I don't want to spend, you know, twenty to forty dollars. This one. I only got for seventeen. Yeah, and I've, to buy it. and I've seen some uh, some Longue DOC for like, you know, fifteen. Yeah, not yeah. bad stuff either. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is uh, it's real thin. Real thin, real yeah. uh, translucent. Yeah, almost. real, real light garnet. Um, I looked up some information about this specific grower, which I know you have something by them too. Um, they're still family-owned. They're real big winery, but um, this one specifically, even though it does come from the Lange, which only requires, uh, you know, uh, 85% um, varietal, if it's varietally labeled, this one is 100% Nebbiolo. You feel the tannin. Woo! And it's sourced from multiple vineyards uh, that have clay, limestone, and mineral. It's, uh, they had a nice fact sheet. It's from western and northeastern facing slopes. So I think you really taste that it's not very ripe. It's just like you can't smell the fruit. It's a hard time tasting the fruit. It, it was not my favorite. It's pretty, you know, I would say just my uh, blanket note here is just kind of unripe red berries, mm-hmm. if anything. I got like a strawberry lip smackers. Like reminds me of the girl I used to make out with in high school. Shut up, Sheila. Sheila. Oh my God, you made out with Sheila? I made out with Sheila. 
bro. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Travis. No, it's okay. I just didn't. I just didn't know. I just. I just. I just didn't know. I mean, she was famous for her strawberry lip smackers. Sheila. Sheila kind of broke my heart. I know Sheila broke your heart. When was it before or after? Was it during? After? Before? Why did you make out with Sheila? I think it was after, and I didn't want to tell you, but you weren't in school anymore. And, and you weren't there, so I, I thought, you know, maybe... I was attending the Bronx Community College, You were attending the Bronx Community College. You were taking your cooking courses, and you were doing so well. You were making your own raviolis, and I didn't want to bring you down. It just happened, like, twice. I I wish you would have told me, but you know what? I'm really glad it was after. And yeah. Yeah. Sheila's strawberry lip smack. Yeah. 100% was mine. 100%. Uh, other notes I got were... Um, uh, some sweet tobacco, sour cherry, some graphite. Oh yeah, graphite. Graphite, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's a little better. I opened it two days ago. It's a little better now than it was two days ago, but I like just couldn't taste anything the first night. I was like, what? Is there anything in That's here? how I felt about this, uh, yeah, Colleen Alvarezzi. I was just yeah. like, I just taste stem. Mm-hmm. Just, just some stem. Just some stem. <laughs> Um, but the cool thing, one cool thing about this wine, before we move on, is that they're, um, they're part of this thing. You can see it on the back. It's called the Green Experience. And they got a little logo. And it's oh. like certain winemakers in Italy can be part of this green experience. And it's this, this like core tenets of 10 rules to, uh, for sustainable winemaking practices. So I, this wine, I don't think specifically is, um, is organic but you know they do things like they don't spray for bugs they like protect the land they like do a lot of hand harvesting and just things that are good for the earth so i was like cool even though it's a bigger winery they're still you know devoted to sustainability i can put good drink into that yeah, yeah. we try to uh we try to be you know as sustainable as possible that's in right the food truck. we reuse a lot of our oil we make candles out of the oil we make candles out of the oil we sell them we don't sell a lot but you know every once in a while mostly our mom buys them yeah it makes the house smell like a ravioli and you know just fried fried stuff in general don't you want your living room to smell like delicious fried foods don't you want your bathroom to smell like a mozzarella stick don't you want your bedroom to smell like a sweet sweet roll of cannoli oil i do i do <laughs> i do they're, they're very cheap get, they're very cheap only five dollars have you ever tried to buy a candle so expensive i know like who the fuck decided candles that'd be like twenty dollars who who the gods of bed bath and beyond but you know who didn't decide that guy fieri that's right he is a goddamn saint He's, he gives back to the restaurant community he does he raises so much money for them god bless him guy if you're listening please call us 